Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that possibility thinking when it comes to profiling children can keep you from seeing the obvious. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. This week's question comes from a mom in St. Petersburg, Russia. She says, I'm a type 1 mom. My question is, can a type 2 toddler still express a lot of movement, or have I misprofiled her? I think a healthy toddler will be expressing movement, regardless of their type. So I don't think that's toddlers the qualifier. Are, toddlers are busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. a healthy, happy toddler should be moving around the world. Yeah, I think she's misinterpreting our description of movement. And so we have, in the Child Whisperer, we have the high movement types, type 1 and type 3. We have the low movement energies, type 2 and type 4. Every type can still be active can move their bodies, can explore. The movement comes in how they move through those activities. Type one, it's with a bounce. Type two, it's with a connection. Type three, it's with a push forward. Type four, it's more steady and still. You say still, it doesn't mean they're sitting still. That's an inner quality. It has a consistency to it. That's a reflective inner quality of a stillness that serves them to be able to turn within and really sort things out, figure things out, go into their process of mm-hmm. being more mental. I have a type 2 toddler. He's two years old, and he is busy. He loves to be outside. He especially loves to be on skateboards and scooters and on his little wiggle bike. The way he moves about those is very consistent, very fluid. He'll push his he's little very steady. He's very steady. He's two, and he's on a little scooter. Yeah, and he's he, very coordinated. Yeah, he's very coordinated. He'll stop. We recently went to a skating rink, and he wanted to be out there with all the big kids on his scooter, and he did not want it lowered. He wanted the bars high, way above his head. And he would stop, and he would look around at what the other kids were doing, and then he would look down at how his body was working and figure it out. As opposed to my type 3 daughter, when she was his age, she was active and busy, but she was moving from one thing to the next very quickly. She'd be a little rough in her learning style, too. It'd be more crash and burn. Yeah, and she, you know, from here to there, the in and out, outward movement, like like that fire burst, and he's more fluid and consistent. He'll stay with an activity for a prolonged period of time. So the insight is it's not about how much they're moving, it's the quality of the movement. Unless you have a type 3 secondary one child, they move more than any human being on the <laughs> planet. Right. They, Energizer bunny. Yep. They move, move, move. And so what you're explaining is there's a quality of the movement that we teach in the Child Whisper that helps you recognize that children don't sit still necessarily, especially toddlers. It's just what does that movement look like? What's the nature of the expression of it? So on the flip side, can a type 3 and a type 1 have less active times? I think so. In fact, that, I think, again, is a balanced child to say that 
There's times that they can sit still and focus in on whether it's reading, uh, doing something that's more project focused and puzzles or things that they're interested in. Yeah, and that they get this ability to be able to engage themselves because they're very involved in it and invested and interested in it. Now, they might not do it for as long of a time, and they might prefer to do it in a, like a type one. They might enjoy being in their room alone, but I could see that they'd prefer to be in a more social part of the home or have somebody to do it with and be able to talk while they're doing it or That's engage. That's how my, my daughter has a type three. If she's by herself, I can hear her talking to herself or singing. And there's, so there's the aspect of movement, even if she's playing alone. There's, and I think the same, Jalea, our type one expert, has expressed her mom always knew where she was because she was singing a tune. And mm-hmm. so there's that, that movement or you're tapping your foot, even if you're sitting, there's that expression of movement. But you can still have those quieter times as a type one and a type three. It's important not to stereotype what you're learning in the child whisper to have it look so narrow. It's a little broader than that. And the other aspect that I do touch on in the book briefly is understanding the influence of their secondary energy. Is as your child's secondary energy type will be a supportive expression in them that they'll actually tap into and rely on to feel a sense of balance. And so if their secondary Let's just say if their dominant type is what we classify as the higher movements of three and one, but their secondary is a lower movement, you're going to see that influence in different experiences in their life and even recognize that's a balanced child so that it's not that it always looks this way. Your children, there are some very universal clues to understanding your child's energy type. One of the most universal references is their facial features. They did a series, you can find these on the Child Whisper website at thechildwhisper.com that I did a series of podcasts previously that are published there where I show you the photographs, I show you their features and that you can see the movement in their faces even at a young age. And so that should be your first point of reference to interpret your child's energy type correctly and their dominant movement is What are their features telling me about who they are? And not single out these different experiences to say, and I see adults do this. We see it all the time. Well, they'll take one specific experience, one specific behavior, one specific quality of their attribute and say, does this make me this type? I'm like, no, this is an overall expression. We're looking at universal attributes and qualities that are a common theme amongst people of that type. And so it's a broad look very versus a very narrow, specific, let's tally up every single thing I do. It's like you will move through life true to your nature even when your mind can't see it. You just will. It's a natural expression in us. Children are born with it. The good news is your learning about this supports them in staying true to it so they grow up with a conscious awareness. This is who I am, and it's okay to be me. This question that we read was shortened from the original question that we had. In her original question, she does say that her features are very type two, and she also is more hesitant when it, like approaching strangers. And so in her question, she was reassuring herself, but all these factors that she saw that supported the type two, and then like you said, was getting nervous by narrowing it down to this one niche 
thing of like, but she moves a lot. Is that okay? Is that still type two? Well, go go to those things, the facial features, the body language, the overall movement. Also note that the parent, the mother, is a type one. So she has a gift of seeing lots of possibilities. And that possibility thinking when it comes to profiling children can keep you from seeing the obvious, the bigger bigger presentation of who they are because you're now looking at these singular possibilities versus who is my child in their most you know day-to-day movement is a quality expression rather than what about this what about this so make sure that you use the energy profiling tools the most supportive in your child's telling you who they are every day of your life and there's obvious signs But it gets tricky if you go beyond the obvious and start to niche it. This week's parenting practice is to set the intention, whether you're confident or still in that I'm uncertain what your child's energy type is, that they will make it so obvious to you that you will see it. It will be a witness of who they are, that you'll see it, you'll acknowledge it, give thanks for it, and you'll stop questioning it. That yeah, you'll so you, just, you'll get it. You'll go, my child's showing me who they are. They want me to know this about who they are. So trust that. So look for those, that something's going to happen. And maybe it's one child that you need this confirmation of. It's just going to present itself. Trust what you've learned so that you go, there it is. And now I see it. What are some of the tendencies that each type of mom would face true to their nature that would put them in that uncertain phase. Type one, seeing all the possibilities you mentioned. Type two would be the questioning. Not, not uh, trusting themselves. And that's, that, can, that can be a pattern that they're experiencing in a lot of places. They've just, what happens is you bring your existing patterns to the experience of your profiling experience. Pro, the profiling didn't provoke you to have these patterns. So if a type two mom isn't confident and she doesn't trust her own sense of things, that's being displayed in other areas of her life. It's not just unique to this. It's like you're bringing that to it. A type three, they haven't studied the information adequately to really have the information, and they're going the shortcut. And so it's really important as a type three to take the time to study it so you understand the model so it becomes useful to you rather than something that you're just winging it with because there's a good chance you'll make errors and your confidence will convince you otherwise that really take time to learn this and practice it. If you skip through the book, read the book, listen to it. I would suggest listening to it. It's on audible. Double the, on double speed. You yeah, get through the real speed fast. it up and listen to it while you're doing other things, but really learn the model. So it's useful to your family and to yourself as a parent and type four, that's overthinking it. That I see that with parent adults profiling themselves as this, uh, they get a hit and then their mind, it's like the intuitive hit comes first and then their mind takes over and it questions the intuition because the analysis now tries to examine the intuitive hit and they come back to the fact that actually that intuitive hit was correct all along. And so use your mind to learn what that intuitive hit presented rather than to be a process of analyzing, examining it to see if it was correct. Because I believe in inspiration as a parent. It's one of my greatest working tools to pray, to ask, to be given, to give thanks, and to trust. 
It's just something that served me all through. I've been amazed at the many, many, many scenarios that I was told and shown what to do different, who my child was, what they needed, just in the moment. And it's such a thrilling way to operate, to be using intuition and inspiration as your guiding force. And with the Child Whisper model, it gives you the perfect setup to make that highly useful to you and to trust it. So going back to the parenting practice, I would ask that your own gifts, which can switch into challenges, get out of your way and that your child shows up very clearly to show you who they are so that you can use this information to your benefit. And that might not be a positive experience on their behalf. They may display it in a stressful way. So it's still information (laughs) for you. thanks because... There it is. I know. I cannot question this. There it is. My child is really clearly showing me who they are. Let's move forward. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.